We're going to be talking about stimulus checks at the top of the hour, but right now we want to talk about mortgage questions. If you've got a question, Barry Sterner is here from Townstone Financial. 312-981-7200. Are you trying to put off paying your mortgage, trying to get a forbearance? Are you having issues? Are you trying to figure out what your options are? Barry can uh, help answer your questions. Hey, Barry, thanks for calling in today. Oh, thanks for having me, Anna. Appreciate it. What is the number one question you get right now? I imagine it is, uh, how do I get forbearance? Um, can you explain to us first what forbearance is? Put it in very simple terms for us. Oh, absolutely. But the number one question I get is, do I ever have to pay my mortgage again? Which is kind of, it's, it's kind of 2008-ish where they you know, thought the mortgage companies were going out of business. They wouldn't have to pay. But forbearance, for, uh, and I don't know why they use that term because it's very tough to understand. Yeah. You're just delaying, forbearance means a delay. You're delaying your payment. And forbearance has nothing to do with the famous words that everybody wants to hear, forgiveness. There is no forgiveness of any of your mortgage interest or principal with this new CARES program that they have. But as your your next guest is going to talk about not getting your checks, this is supposed to fill in the gap here. If you don't, if you lost your job or you're not working, you've been furloughed, or you just don't have enough money to pay it right now, it's allowing you to delay your payment. However. At the end of the period of what, let's use the word delay rather than forbearance, because I know that confuses everyone. Yeah. With delaying your payment or pushing off your payment, you're going to owe the full amount after this time is over. Okay, so the other question I hear all the time is, okay, so I'm allowed to put it off if I, if I make arrangements, and I want to ask you more about how to do that, but do you tack it at the end of the mortgage so you can pay it years from now? Because I was hearing that some people got cut a deal and then later realized, Oh, okay, in three months, I'm going to have to pay all three months of, of mortgage payments. And somehow, if I don't have my money this month, how am I in four months from now or three months from now going to come up with four months of payments? It doesn't seem like that is the solution. And yet, I'm hearing people are being offered that 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 is a solution. Absolutely. So. It's a little, it's a little bit of a gray area because they they wrote this up very quickly. There's no doubt to try to help people who have government-backed mortgages, and let's talk about that really quickly. So a government-backed mortgage means it's owned by Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae, or it's an FHA mortgage or a VA mortgage. How do you find that out? You really have to contact your servicer to find out. But mostly, anyone who has a jumbo mortgage is not involved in this, meaning that they're servicer does not have to include them in this program. However, if you are included in this program, it is going to be tacked on at the end. But there's there's all kinds of language in here in, in, in the CARES Act that basically says that your servicer should work with you at the end. For obvious reasons, at the end of four months, most people who haven't had a job, even if they go back to work um, in four months, aren't going to have enough to make the four-month payment. So uh, assuming that most of the servicers are going to be kind and understanding, you would think that they're going to tack it onto the back and will rework your payments in a fashion that will make it, you know, that you will be able to make payments so that they don't have to foreclose on you because obviously nobody wants to foreclose on, you know, people who have been affected without their, you know, it's really not anyone's fault here. So, but there's nothing, I mean, I've been reading this since uh, last night all over the place to see if there's any any hard truth that it says that for sure at the end of four months or at the end of 12 months because you can do two forbearances. You have the right, and I'm reading it right off the website here, you have the right to request a forbearance for up to 180 days. 
you also have the right to request one extension for another 180 days. So truly, you cannot make your mortgage payment for a full year. You must contact your loan servicer to request this forbearance, and then they're not allowed to charge any additional late fees or penalties or additional interest beyond the schedule amount. So it's, it's a little gray in how to pay it back or if they're going to force you at the end of four months, but we all know that how is everyone going to have enough money to make a four-month payment? That's the thing, happen. and that, that just yeah. didn't seem like a solution to me, and yet I was hearing from people said, oh, wait a minute, that, that's what they offered me. But if you were offered that, you can call your lender and, or tr and try to work out a different answer. That's what it's saying here, that, you can, that, you're, that they're supposed to work with you on this. The Consumer Finance and Protection Bureau, the federal government, um, uh, you know, has basically told the servicers, the people who are taking your payment, that they want them to be understanding. That's what they've told everybody. Um, but as we all know, what they say and what really happens, you know, once these payments are going to come due, there's going to be some work to do. Um, and then I guess the other thing that people are worried about is how it's going to affect your credit. And, it, and, and, and it's not, I'm reading right off here, is you won't have delinquencies recorded, reported to your credit report companies. Foreclosure and other legal proceedings will be suspended. So, um, you know, they, they've, they've taken basically all the risk out of this, supposedly, for people who can't afford it right now. How it's going to work in the end, as we all know, Anna, if we start talking in six months, there could be a, a different story. But, you know, if you don't have enough money to pay your mortgage right now, and there's some rental things also in there. I know we, we keep talking about mortgages, but, yeah. you know, there's millions of people here, especially in Chicago, you know, everyone's renting. Um, and I was reading last night protection for renters on here. If you're renting from an owner who has a federally backed mortgage, I don't know if your landlord is going to come and tell you that, hey, we have a federally backed mortgage, but the CARES Act also provides for suspension or moratorium on, evic on ev evictions. Excuse me. So if your landlord has a federally backed mortgage, they can't evict you either for non-payment for 120 days beginning March 27th. So I know a lot of people who are renting you know, are, ha are having the same problem. They can't pay, and um, that's also in the law. For sure. I mean, the city of Chicago offered help for 2,000 people. If they needed help with their rent, they were offering $2,000, something like that. 80,000 people applied for those. And I know city council is looking at other ways to provide rent relief for citizens. That's just Chicago, but it, it, it's just as big of a deal, as you, as you say. Renters and, and mortgage holders, it, they're, they're both in the same boat right now. People are just trying to get by and get through this until the economy reopens and they can start to work again. Um, why is there such a difference between federally backed loans and non-federally backed loans? And I'm not even sure, does everyone know they, what they have? Right. Well, the, 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 the act says that the servicer, so when you call your servicer, and, and you guys, when we talk about lenders and servicer and we interchange it, the people who actually take your payment when you have a loan, Let's call it under $500,000 to, to make it simple here. Most of those uh, are, are backed by Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, meaning that they're owned by them. Uh, when a bank or myself or anybody basically does your mortgage, the loan is really sold and packaged to the federal government because the government took over those two entities back in 2008, you know, when they were, when they were going bankrupt. So those are government loans, an FHA loan, a VA loan. Those are generally government-backed loans. And, and most people have those type of loans if they don't have large jumbo mortgages. So, you know, that, and I want to add one other thing that I, that I keep reading here. You know, if, if your payment is $1,000 a month, for instance, 
and you can send in 300. You can also contact your servicer and, and make an agreement and say that you're going to do partial payments, you know, so that not the full thing is is being is being, is building up. So, you know, if, if if you could send in fifty dollars or a hundred dollars or whatever it happens to be, um, you can also do that with your servicer. And most of these companies are pretty high tech, and I know a lot of people that I deal with, you know, still like to send in their check in the mail. But one of the best ways to do this right now is to get an online account with whoever your mortgage company is because many of them, I've been told, and I have not been on all their sites, but I know a few, that you can just go on and click a button and there's a couple options on there and you don't have to waste hours on the phone and, and people, what's, what's going on in their lives with the kids at home and you being at home and all the other things going on to stay on hold on the phone for two hours you know, while you're trying to get your stimulus check and check for unemployment and all the rest, I mean, right. who needs that nightmare. aggravation? So, so it's the a whole nightmare. thing's a nightmare. Right. Very quickly here, before I let you go, Barry, and I appreciate your time, uh, but do you have to prove that you've lost your job or your job's been impacted? And if so, how do you do that? Um, what kind of documentation do you need? There is absolutely nothing in the CARES Act that says that you have to have lost your job or lost your income. This is kind of on the honor system. Um, there, there, there is no proof needed whatsoever. You can call your servicer for any reason, shape, or form and tell them that, you know, you can't make your mortgage payment, but, and they should not ask for any documentation whatsoever. That's what the CARES Act states. All right. Good to know. Thank you for the help. Barry Sterners with Townstone Financial answering the, the kinds of mortgage questions that are on a lot of people's minds right now. Thanks, Barry. Thanks for having me on, Anne. I appreciate it. Um, we're going to check the news in a little bit here at the top of the hour from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. More in a moment. During these tough times.